Hello and welcome to another edition of Noah's Archive, the podcast exclusively about pro wrestling Noah. I'm your host, Hisame, and you can find me on Twitter under HI5AME, where I run an unofficial English language Noah news account, complete with translations and various other projects. You can also find us on YouTube under Noah's Archive. In this edition, I am going to be talking about the road to the Budokan and why this means so much to Noah. If Difa Ariake was Noah's spiritual home, then the Budokan is their promised land. It's going to be a long, hard journey back there for a company that during the Golden Era would have had no problems booking shows and selling out the arena once upon a time. It won't be tomorrow, it won't be next week, next month or maybe even next year, but it will be one day that Noah will arrive there. The Golden Era, in a nutshell, was roughly the period from 2000 to 2008. It was the era of Misawa and Kabashi. It was the era of the stadiums of the summertime. It is the era of the Misawa generation, whose young generation are known as the children of the Golden Era. It is the term used to denote the good old days in Noah, when visiting the Budokan was part of their cycle, along with the Tokyo Dome and other large venues. To Noah, going back to the Budokan is more than just a goal. It's more than just a nostalgic place full of memories. It's more than just Kanoa's catchphrase to scream at audiences that he is taking you bastards back there. It is a symbol. It is a symbol of Noah's redemption and a symbol that they are forgiven for the past that has so punished them. It is a symbol that they can once again take their place amongst New Japan and All Japan and once again they will be known as part of the Big Three. It is a symbol of their second summertime. I am aware that for many newer fans, um, whom these mini-podcasts are mainly aimed at, will not be aware just what the Nippon Budokan signifies. Simply put, it is an indoor arena in Tokyo. It was built in 1964 for the Summer Olympics and is variously known as either the Nippon Budokan, just the Budokan, or the Martial Arts Hall, although this last one is rare and it's very rarely used in Puro. The Beatles played there during the 60s, along with uh, several late 70s and 80s stadium bands like Clapton, Osborne, Dylan, and the venue still continues to be used for both sports and music events to the present day. It seats 14,471 people, so it's on par with going to Wembley or Madison Square Garden. It's a big deal to have ever been there, and a bigger to know that you are still able to go back. So why did Noah have to leave the Budokan? Well, there are actually many reasons. By the time Noah were there last in May 2013 for final burning in the Budokan, which was Kenta Kabashi's retirement show, it was a very, very apt title actually, um, final burning, Noah were in the doldrums. Only a year before it had been revealed that two members of their senior management had ties to organised crime. In the West, finding out that a wrestling promotion has a shady contracts, contacts even, isn't really that big a deal, as to put it bluntly, we're told that wrestling is of course carny and crawled out of the fairground and therefore what do we expect? In Japan it is a big deal, it is shameful. Wrestling is honourable and it is an art form and it would be shameful for any company, not just a, a wrestling one, to have these ties. And for Noah, Misawa's Noah, the consequences were devastating. They not only lost the Budokan, which they knew that they could no longer fill because of the scandal and the resulting decline in business. They lost their TV deal, which has not been reinstated at the time of writing. They also lost face and they lost reputation. 
and this incident triggered a terrible wave of repercussions which Noah have not yet recovered from. As one fan put it, and I think they actually put it very well and it has stayed with me, that the two people who caused all of this and caused Noah to lose the Budokan are no longer an issue. Haru Kuraigen and Ryunokata have now both passed away and it's up to Manafuji to do his homework and get Noah back there. The road back to the Budokan rests on Noah and Noah alone. They don't have the option of a quick fix by bringing in foreign or outside talent and putting them over in their own roster, especially after what happened with New Japan. So the company must work hard. Everybody must work hard, not just Marufuji, whose main job it is, along with President Uchida, to get them back there. And the company must build up from within. Their own talent must come first, and never, ever again will Noah rely on anyone else or anyone else's motives. They must be relied on themselves to bring in the fans and put them on the seats. And this means all the talent, not just Kino, who's rallying Ukraites, not just Marufuji or Sugiura, who may not even be active in the ring by the time Noah get there. It does not depend on Shiozaki, Kiyomiya, or even Kenta, if he ever chooses to come back. This means everyone, including those three boys in the dojo. Everyone must fatten down the hatches, pull up the sails and work hard to make it happen. Getting back to the Budokan will not simply be a one-off thing. It will, of course, be a triumphant homecoming and it will be a place for Noah to return to again and again. It is a blueprint and a bedrock for the future. It is a way to ensure that both the company and the next generation and indeed all future generations of Noah will be provided for. The Budokan is indeed the promised land. It is a promised land for the next generation, for the Kinos, for the Kiyomiyas, for the Miyawakis, for the Kotoges, for those three boys in the dojo, and beyond. This presentation has been brought to you by Noah Archive, the pro wrestling Noah podcast. I'll take this road, I'll take this on my own, leave me out there.